I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going very good. I got some weird but cool news this week. Actually, this morning. Oh, what is it? Uh, So, I've often talked about on this show how I'm a fan of Joe Bob Briggs, and they do the the, the last drive-in double feature on Fridays on Shutter on a regular basis, and that's about to, they're about to do a, a Halloween special in a, in about two weeks. Um, but it was announced that next week they're doing an Elvira special, and Elvira is going to be back in front of the camera, and they're going to do four movies back to back on a Saturday, starting at eight p.m. And I was like, wow, I I I don't know if I don't know if. Uh, What's going on? But all of a sudden, horror icons are everywhere. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. I've never. Uh, you know, it's funny. You've brought this up a couple times on the show, and and uh, it's all. It's not it's before something... your time, dude. I know you're younger than me. It's well, before your time. I know. <laughs> I'll say this about Elvira. Um, every time someone brings her up, I think of that Simpsons. She was she. They parried her on the Simpsons once. And I can't even remember the context or what was going on. I just remember her being on The Simpsons. <laughs> that is like the closest I get with with uh, Elvira. Is um, I'm gonna have to look up that clip after. I'm, I'm playing it in my head and I can see it, but like I can't remember. I know I, I've seen the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's definitely before my time, and also uh, before I even you know started to to consider horror a, a genre that I enjoyed, but now I've kind of come around. I think there's just so much to offer from the genre. And I mean, honestly, Lou, this is a great segue. Like speaking of movies and, you know, watching movies and discussing movies, we love to do that on zombies ate my podcast. We also love raising money for charity. And each year we combine those two loves, uh, into a extra life promotion and um, if you remember last year, it's a, we're bringing it back. If you donate $15, you can suggest a zombie film for us to watch. Um, you can also stack your donations. And anything over $50, we will throw in a audio commentary bonus of one of your picks. So $50 gets you three zombie movies for us to watch. And we'll record an audio commentary that we'll put on the feed in addition to a discussion. Um, be sure to include your picks in your donation comment. Obviously, if you donate and you, uh, forget to put it in the donation comment, you can hit us up, email, discord, and we will make sure to get those notes in. And, uh, every donation will be announced on the show. So if you want to get your name and your picks read out, you can go to bit.ly slash extra life Ryan. Every little bit helps. So if you have a zombie movie you've wanted us to to watch and discuss, if you've had a zombie movie you you've wanted you've wanted us to you've wanted to make us watch. Um, I know there's been a lot of conversation in the Discord about what makes a zombie movie and what doesn't. But uh, in my mind, like I think if it's even tangentially related to zombies, it's fair game. Um, and and Lou will obviously Lou will be the uh, the final the final say on whether it's a zombie movie or not, so that we'll cover it. Even if it's a horror movie, I'll make him watch it. Yeah, him. We're both going to watch it. I'm not. This is a this is something that we're doing as a as a group. But yeah, like Lou's likely already seen it if it's a, if it's in the horror genre. But uh, yeah, I I think this will be a lot of fun. We have fun every year. We always come up with something special. I'm hoping somebody starts recommending some Friday the Thirteenth movies so I can make you watch some of that crap. I've actually, uh, funny enough, I've actually seen a lot of those. Um, I think I've I think I've seen every one. Um, have you seen Jason in Space? I did. Yeah, I saw Jason in Space. Because um, that's a that's a very Canadian movie. 
Yeah, a lot of them are. <laughs> Once you realize how inexpensive it is to recreate, um, was it Silent Lake Camp? <laughs> Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Silent Lake is an actual camp that uh, I've been to. But Crystal, Crystal Lake, Lake is an actual lake here in Maine, but it doesn't take place in Maine. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah. So, anyways, if you want to donate, bit.ly slash extra life Ryan, you'll find uh, details on the website. You'll find details in the show notes. Uh, don't delay. As soon as we get donations in, we will happily shelve the world beyond um, in order to uh, talk about zombie movies. So, you'd be doing us and possibly yourselves a favor, honestly, <laughs> depending on how much you liked or disliked uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond. And uh, I feel like. I feel like making fun of that show is uh, it's like kicking someone when they're down. Um, I do apologize. I feel bad as, as a Canadian. I feel bad at uh, making that show out to be. Although Lou said pre-show, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out here. He said pre-show that the trailer looked like those kids were killing zombies. So that's something, right? Yeah, it made me think at least think twice about it. Be like, maybe they're gonna do something good this season. Maybe. Well, we will find out later on uh, this year when it returns. But uh, we have some fun stuff planned for tonight, but uh, also fun is the news, and we're going to start there. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions, and then is spreading rapidly. Lou, I want to get your hot take on the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, the new movie, we got an exclusive first look photos from IGN. I want to know, what are your feelings on these images here? Um, I really want to see a trailer. That was my first thought. Uh, I love the fact that they're using uh, Lisa Trevor. So there's that photo of her wandering around the mansion, cuffed things. I'm like, oh, this is going to be dark and twisted and weird. Yeah. Yeah, that image. I was trying to remember who she was, and I and I did play the remake on GameCube when it She's originally only came out. in the remake. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she was creepy, very scary stuff. Um, we talked about this. We don't normally uh, have crossovers between Gamers In and, and Zombies Ate My Podcast, but uh, there a lot of video game movies, a lot of video game uh, zombie stuff, and uh, this kind of popped up on the Gamers In. We talked about it there. And I agree with you. I really do want to see a trailer because my first thought when I saw these images, and I felt really bad thinking this um, because it 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 feels like I'm throwing the movie under the bus before I've seen it in action. But the the images make it look like um, these are cosplayers <laughs> uh, in, instead of costumes. So here's my thing: is there's been a lot of shots that people take of different uh, behind the scenes things first looks, first sh- photos. And every time someone shows them, I always think it's the same thing. Like, the same way thing you're thinking, it looks like they're in cosplay. But you know that when it is a movie, that it's not. these are because they're using super HD cameras, and these are still shots. They're not moving shots. I, I have a funny feeling this is going to be a lot better in production once it's a real thing. Yeah, and, and I do want to get ahead of this and say that... Um, when I say cosplay, I mean like this looks kind of like generic cosplay. There's obviously really, really, really great cosplay that you know outshines um, even the best of costumes uh, for stuff. So I'm not necessarily. I feel bad using cosplay as a disparaging thing, but there's obviously great cosplay out there. But you're right. I think that it just feels like these costumes are a little low rent. That's all. Um, and but you know, it looks that looks like if you told me that that person was Leon and that person was Claire, it's like yeah, red jacket and you know police uniform. It looks like they've really tried to stick to the legit RE one, RE two, you know, pre uh, GameCube and 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 previous look. Like even you look at the you look at the shot where you have um, Albert Wesker, uh, Jill, and Chris in the mansion. And yeah, that looks like Chris Jill and 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 Albert Wesker <laughs> in uniform. But it just I guess I'm just used to movies like really punching up the costumes in a way that like 
just feels overdone and over over budget. So I now I'm complaining on the other side. So I I feel bad complaining so much, but it's just I need to see it in action. Um, but I guess the the cost. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that these are all big name actors, but these are at least known names. Like I like this movie is full of people that if if you've what it's got somebody who was in a Marvel movie. It's got somebody who's been on a, a hit TV show on Netflix. Uh, it you know like I know who every one of these people are at least by face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean I don't think that they would be doing this if it was a low rent. Uh, this is not going to be a uh, a a House of the Dead situation where this movie is going to be crap. I don't know if it's going to be amazing, but it, I think it's going to at least be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I need to see a trailer. I mean, we will see a trailer eventually. This is coming out in November, which is only a couple months away. And I mean, yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about uh, this movie on the show when we get a chance to watch it. I think it's exclusive to theaters. But uh, from what I've been seeing with with recent releases, they've been coming out pretty quick to digital soon after. Have I told you my theory about this movie? No. What What's your theory? Well, they're going to mer- they they've said they're going to put both first one and two together. Mm-hmm. And my theory is is that while they're out on their recon mission looking for missing persons cases, that their helicopter is going to go down. They're going to get stuck in the woods and find the mansion. And while that's going on, the city's going to get overrun by zombies. So the stories are going to go simultaneously. And when they get down into the base sublabs in the basements, they're going to end up on the train together at the end, getting chased by Lisa, uh, 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 Lisa Spencer. Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. That's my theory. I think that uh, I think in terms of merging RE1 and RE2, that makes a lot of sense because they are stories that are nearly simultaneous, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think where you struggle is what do you do with what do you do with three? Because if you're looking to adapt, like do a sequel, you kind of you kind of want to skip over three and go straight to like four or something. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Uh, it's weird to sandwich one and two together when really you probably could have sandwiched uh, two and three. three. Yeah, yeah. I I get it, but it's 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 fine that they're doing that. Um, I just I hope that this leads to more movies. Yeah. I agree. I, I hope it does well enough that we see a sequel and um, we'll definitely be supporting it on the show. I need to see a trailer. I do want to see it. I, I feel bad saying it's the the stills. I don't think the stills do it justice. I really don't. And I, I no, I, I think they yeah. picked the, I think I think they picked the three worst photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and the Lisa, the Lisa makeup, like it's definitely creepy. Don't get me wrong. That's a mask over her face. Yeah. Yeah. It just it feels a little. No, no, no. No, no, no. In the in the, the, that's not supposed to be her face. That's a mask over her monstrous face because you can see hair coming out the eye hole of the mask. Okay, okay, good. Because it's funny that you mentioned that because both Johnson and I were looking at this like this looks like really bad, like you know, prosthetics. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it, when she chases you in the beginning of the game, I believe she has something over her face so you can't uh... see her. Okay, well, look at me. Uh, well, good. That's a good clarification. Uh, again, if not, I think that that's what they're going for with this. It's been a long time since I've played the original re- remake. Well, I looked at it and I thought it was like, there's no way that's the real makeup. You can see hair coming out of the aisle. <laughs> it just no, looks. It's, 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 I think there's a mask hiding her monstrosity face. Okay, because her face is awful underneath the mask. Yeah, I remember she had she had... And I think in the game, I think there was like a bag or something over her head. And I think it comes off at some point and you go, Oh my god, what the hell is that? Yeah. Well, we will see how that goes when the trailer launches in uh in in the near future. I'm sure we'll get a trailer in October. They'll play into the whole Halloween, you know, angle. Um speaking of something that uh, well, we're not gonna get this uh this year. It's actually been delayed. Dying Light 2 has been delayed to February 4th, 2022. Um, February... Man, some people on the internet were really mad about this. Really? Oh, man. I didn't bug me particularly a lot. I, I... I read somewhere I read somewhere that they've been getting a ton of hate mail about this. And I'm like, why? They only bumped it like two months. Well, 
it's weird. It's it's a it's a game that's been delayed a lot, and I'm sure it's being delayed for good reasons. I mean, they put out a pretty lengthy post, two images instead of one, uh, and it uh, basically goes into detail as to why they're delaying it. It's really just to make sure that the game can launch the best it can be. Bug testing. Uh, yeah, bug testing. And I think that that was one of our gripes when the original game came out, and we got test, co- we got preview code, mm-hmm. as I think we ended up playing it on really buggy code. Because I believe I went back after we reviewed it and tried to play it again, and I think it played better. Yeah, they put a lot of effort into it post-launch, and I think that they've said this is their most ambitious game. They want to make sure they launch with a stable build, and I think this delay makes sense. The struggle I have as as someone who plays a lot of games um February 2022 is a busy month. A lot of stuff has slipped into that month. I believe you're looking at the biggest that comes to mind is the Horizon sequel, Horizon Forbidden West. And uh, I think there's a few others. I think maybe even Far Cry 6 got delayed to February. Am I? Mm. I don't know. Anyways, it's it's a big month. Obviously, stuff can, t- can continue to slip. Um, so maybe Dying Light will uh, will have less company, but we will see. Um, the segue I tried to use earlier that will you work now is that we are getting a game, a zombie video game back for blood has released their campaign trailer. Lou, did you get a chance to check this out? I've watched, uh, most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. It looks like a lot of fun. And the campaign trailer, I was thinking like, oh, what do they, what do they have to set up? And, and it really feels like they've. They've set up the world and the characters, and we're really going to get to see sort of why our our characters are, are trying to fight these worm zombies. And um, it basically boils down to survival. Everything about this game, it, like, we've already played the open beta, and the open beta just made me want to play more. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And it made me want to play with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to play together, and I agree uh, I think that was my number one takeaway from the beta was like, I don't want to play with randos on the internet. I want to play with, uh, you know, well, friends. When I was playing with randos, the thing that sucked for me is I was either ahead of everybody and everybody was messing around, like doing nothing, or I was going to the point and then everybody was running in the opposite for- direction for some reason. I'm like, no, we're supposed to go over there. Why are you all running back the other way? Mm-hmm. and so um you know i think we're in for a good time yeah yeah i agree uh it, it's one of those things where yeah playing with randos it's very hard to enjoy the story when the other players they don't they've already either already experienced it or they just want to kill zombies and they want to keep moving and uh, they, you miss a lot, a lot of that flavor, conversation, the story, the cutscenes. My God, the amount of times I've been like, you know, literally yelled at over voice comms, or um, you know, uh, uh, sometimes in, in in multiplayer, like people will. In this game, they would shoot you, and and again, there's friendly fire sometimes, so that's a bad thing. Uh, if if your allies were to shoot you, um, and you lose health, like just because you watched a cutscene, because you delayed their fun by like 30 seconds because god forbid you hadn't seen the cutscene yet and that's the kind of stuff that i can't stand so i really don't like playing um with random people but but playing with like listeners playing with um playing with friends like that's fine because again you're on the same page you you know you can respect the fact. You know what we're in for. Exactly. And I'm just hoping that this thing runs on my my my, my soon to be coming Steam Deck really well. Mm. That would be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to to scratching your brain on that uh that Steam Deck. Um now our topic this week is gonna be Marvel Zombies, the what if uh episode of um well the what if episode that that aired uh last week, I believe, or no, two weeks ago. And, um, but before that, we do have some Marvel what, uh, what if, uh, zombies news that possibly maybe there could be a live action version of the Marvel zombies stuff. It's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of like a wild 
like out there sort of connection and it's this is not at all confirmed Miller is this is this is not confirmed but this rumor comes from mark miller mm-hmm. who was heavily involved in writing some of the marvel zombie stuff i i believe um and he just kind of hinted at it that there's that that if his sources are correct there's a live action marvel zombies further down the line and that's kind of where all this news is coming from but for me my theory is that this, this is going to have to do with the multiverse stuff. Um, I don't think we're getting Marvel zombies, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see hints at that being a universe. You think maybe multiverse of madness with Doctor, the new Doctor Strange? You could see yeah, something there. He, Mark Miller is. I don't want to say bad things about him because I like some of his work, but he's known for kind of being. Uh, a little on the run his mouth kind of thing like he <laughs> runs his mouth so i wouldn't be surprised if he heard about it being in uh uh, uh something like they cross over into it in multiverse of madness and he didn't get the whole story and so that's what he's talking about i also wouldn't be surprised there was a run well because i'm a comic nerd too uh there was a run of the deadpool comic for a while where uh, Deadpool is one of the things that ends the Marvel zombie universe. And uh, his head managed to be sentient. And at some point in the Deadpool comics, the sentient zombie head ends up being a side character that rides around on Deadpool's hip. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that. Where they hint at the universe, they even bring zombies in, but I don't think we're going to see uh, zombie Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, something very light reference, but again, like when you have a movie called Multiverse of Madness, and they've said it's going to be more of a, a scary film, more of a uh, the horror genre, uh, it... it it does. It makes sense to pull in Marvel zombies as like the first thing to come to mind. It also makes sense because a lot of Doctor Strange's solo work is horror related. A lot of it is based on H.P. Uh, Lovecraft and Cthulhu, and there's a lot of references to that and other darker, weirder stuff. And that's what Marvel used to use Doctor Strange for. He was a superhero with magic, but what does magic fight? It fights real monsters. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. And with that, we will move into our Marvel Zombies discussion. Uh, Disney Plus, what if, and let's kick it off. New York, home of the Mets, the Chrysler Building. Those ladies from Sex in the City, and now the Zombie Apocalypse! If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But first, you have to not get eaten. Good advice from Peter Parker. I mean, Spider-Man. Um, uh, he, he he spends the whole uh, show with his mask. I don't even think he puts his mask on once. So he is definitely just, you know, uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, just hanging Everybody's out. Everybody's a zombie, then it really doesn't matter Yeah, that he doesn't wear his mask. Exactly. And I dig that. I mean, I'll, I'll say this right off the bat. He is the best part of this entire uh entire episode because he is the one that is saying everything that we're saying like what you want us to split up have you never seen a zombie film <laughs> you know yeah and do, don't they split up and then at some point somebody goes that wasn't a good idea you were right peter yeah yeah uh actually walking dead alum uh deny says that um she plays okoye i, I believe yeah and uh she she um plays a, a, a pretty big role throughout the film. Um, there, it's actually interesting. They, they do bring around, uh, so, so like in the, in the show, the Avengers, the, the top tier characters, kind of top tier characters kind of go away uh, because they're either turned into zombies or, or they disappear and we'll come back to that. Uh, so they bring a lot of secondary characters forward. You have happy, you have Okoye, you have, um, I don't know the guy's name, but he's like, He's like the weird character from Ant-Man. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's Kurt. Is it Kirk? Kurt. Kurt. Yeah, he's uh, he's the Russian guy. The Russian and guy. He's, and he's played by the same guy who plays Polka Dot Man in um, 
in uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's the he, same actor. He has some great lines. Um, I think I think that he's got some really quick ones too, which I, I now have this forever. I come bad zombie. But it, but it, it was interesting because they took all the weirder characters. You know what I mean? It, it, besides Spider Man, which I was bummed to find out that that was not voiced by. Uh, our real Spider-Man. That was somebody trying to do a voice of him. But they did a pretty good job. I almost couldn't tell. Yeah, there are there are moments where it's like, wow, he's doing a really good Tom Holland. And then there are other moments where it's like, okay, yeah, that's definitely not Tom Holland. Um, and and I, from what I understand, uh, the What If series has tried to get every actor that is available to reprise their role. But some people, due to scheduling, have not been able to sit down and do it. So... I know. I imagine that this is not because they're going to recast Tom Holland. It was just oh. he's been filming like six different movies, so the, he probably just didn't have time. Yeah, he ran from. I'm pretty sure he ran from uh, Uncharted over to Spider Man, and is likely moving into whatever movie he's in next as Spider Man because he's just been he's been so crazy busy. But yeah, there are some voices that are missing from the overall What If series. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, they're not there. Tom Holland isn't there. But I think the characters that are brought in from the MCU, uh, or sorry, the actors, they do a pretty good job. I thought in this, there's been other episodes where it kind of feels a little phoned in um, from some of the actors. But in this one... Yeah, I've, I've seen two other episodes, and some of the acting is voice acting is good, some of the voice acting is bad. But this episode specifically, all of the voice acting was spot on. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. Um, I, I I think Mark Ruffalo does a really good job as like frantic Banner. Um, he really captures, uh, it, they really capture that. And so essentially like where this episode takes place, uh, it, it is the fifth episode within the What If series. Um, it explores what would happen if the events of Ant-Man and the Wasp and Avengers Infinity War occurred differently with members of the Avengers becoming zombies and initiating a worldwide zombie apocalypse. So essentially what happens is you have um, uh, Hank Pym going into the quantum realm to rescue. um, It's not hope. It's the, uh, the wasp or not the well the original wasp, I guess I should say. Um, Yeah, it's Janet. Janet. Thank you. Janet Van, Van Dyne or Van Dyme. Van Dyne. Van Dyne. So goes to rescue her. She's got a quantum virus. Uh, and then she becomes a zombie. She turns Hank into a zombie and it just, it rolls from, from there. And I thought that was such a creative way of bringing the zombie virus to, to the MCU. I, I feel like the quantum realm offers so much in terms of like wave away. We can do this now. It's something that nobody understands you know you're microscopic so what survives like like you could do whatever you wanted with it really exactly and it works they, so they use well it as an excuse to time travel that you know yeah well once you do time travel it's like okay we can do anything with this right like zombie yeah. virus and um it's uh it's a really it's a really fun episode they capture sort of the zombie genre really really well um i think that uh you know there's a lot of these you know uh early on in zombies Aim podcast we used to do these like dead decision things and there's a lot of that there's a lot of it and i think one that comes to mind is like a creative um creative solution but also a sacrifice is that um oh there's a lot of stuff with hope hope van dyne she does so much in this episode and she's so good in it uh, and it's actually the actress um, Evangeline Lilly. She's she reprises her role, and uh, she uh, so Sharon gets bit, and then Sharon and then she goes into Sharon's mouth small as a zombie, and, and Sharon's a zombie, and then she like gets real big in, <laughs> inside of Sharon, and uh, yeah, they 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 pull they pull it what how how everybody wanted them to kill. Uh, Thanos. Exactly. And um and th- th- actually the what if series in general really goes into detail of like okay, we get it. We heard you you think that the Ant-Man tech is really really strong and we don't use it enough. Let's explore it here. 
and uh, the murder mystery Avengers episode is one of them. And then this one in Marvel Zombies, they really explore like all the the terrible power of of that. And she literally just become she goes back to full size from from within the zombie, and uh, she gets she gets scratched, which means she's going to turn. And because she's going to turn, she sacrifices herself in giant form to basically carry the survivors from where the train broke down to um, to this uh, this base. And I thought that was one of those creative sort of like, oh, she sacrifices herself uh, to kind of transport our heroes. And I thought that worked really well. Um, it backfired. No, it didn't exactly backfire at the end of the episode but it but it came close <laughs> to backfiring um because of course she turned into a zombie in giant form so she came back as <laughs> a giant zombie mm. which i thought was interesting uh but yeah it's a solid uh, a solid episode um what did you think about the the vision double cross vision double cross it was something i kind of had a funny feeling it was gonna happen but I feel like it fit the character, and I feel like it was a it was an interesting twist because it was like, wait, if Vision's been looking for people, and more people can't have been able to get here, and they stay out of here, what's keeping him from? Oh, there's a zombie here. Okay. Um, I mean, I I clearly saw it coming, but it, the way it unfolded, and the fact that he. They, they talk to him about it, and it's like his brain processes what he was doing wrong. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's bad. I need to stop doing that. Yeah. His quick turnaround, like any other character, he'd be like, really? That's a flip-flop. But because he's like a super processor computer, he just didn't have enough data to determine like what he was doing was wrong. Because he just, he saw it yeah. as he was keeping Wanda alive. Therefore, because he loved her, that was the right thing to do. And he realized, oh, no, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, and he quickly rectified that by, um, once again, we get to see Vision lose the Mind Stone uh, painfully, um, uh, this time by his own hands. And, uh, yeah, there's there's so much to this episode. Uh, I have, I have um, some really great clips because there's a lot of good moments. I, I, I love Scott Lang as a head in a jar. Yeah. That was yeah. my favorite. He was really good. Um, and uh, Paul Rudd turns in a fantastic performance. Like he is, he needs to do more, more voice work. Cause he is just made for it. Um, yes, he is, he, he did a great job. Uh, I didn't, I did I think I only captured one thing of him, which was at the tail end. And he does a very, a very Scott Lang thing. We did it. We really did it. No, don't jinx it. Ugh, doesn't anybody here watch horror movies? <laughs> So uh, Peter Parker with the horror movies reference, he does a he, he's he's really good in this. I think I'll be really bummed if this is the only Spider-Man we get in What If, but I feel like because of the Sony Disney deal, like we might not see Spider-Man again, which would be very unfortunate. Um, but uh, I guess using him sparingly, it makes sense from a contract standpoint. Um, I've also got uh, oh giant ants. Oh, I got a bomb. I'm definitely gonna bomb. Go! You'll be safe with them. With the giant ants? Who are you? All that's left. Don't eat me! Don't eat me! Don't eat me! Don't eat me! Don't hey, eat me! Hey, relax. I'm just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh yeah? Well then, what the hell happened to the neighborhood? And you, can, you can hear a bit there where he says where uh, Spider-Man's talking like in that dialogue. You can kind of hear the Tom Hollandness in there right yeah it, it's not until later on that he i realized it wasn't tom holland so that he does a really good job yeah he did a really good job um lou i have to ask you're an american so like what's so bad about new jersey like why don't people want to go to jersey because it's it's full of pollution and it's bad is it because it's not new york i feel like that that's kind uh, of the number one thing. I can't specifically tell you because I've always lived far away from them. Uh, the, the the jokes that I've always heard is that New Jersey is like the, the, the place that smells bad. It's called the Garden State, but yet there's like no gardens there. It's more like the factory city, the oh. factory state. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, Happy is not a fan. Well, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, we got to go to Jersey. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of been a joke for so long. I've never understood it. Uh, 
the only time I've ever spent in New Jersey was driving through it to go someplace. And uh, my time driving through was kind of blah. The drivers were really bad. I'll say that. Hmm. Well, uh, I got more Spider-Man stuff here, so this is also good. Uh, splitting up? Do you guys just not have horror movies in Wakanda? We don't need them. We have American reality shows. Boom goes the dynamite. That was solid burn on all of us. Oh, so good. There's a lot of fun moments, and I think that was probably my favorite one. Uh, you get a lot of... You get a Wakanda joke in there. You get an American TV shows or bad joke in there. Ah, oh, it just works so well. Um, what's this one? Oh, uh, so unceremoniously Falcon bites the dust. And uh, this this is one of those awkward moments, and I'd, I'd like you to analyze this. That was your friend. Sorry about that. I should be sad, but I'm not. Let's go. So is, I don't understand. I should be sad, but I'm not. It was just so like, it's kind of a weird piece of dialogue there, I think. I think it's because in this universe, him and Falcon haven't bonded like they did when in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier in this universe hasn't hasn't ever happened. Nah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So, so basically, uh, Captain America and Bucky uh, and Falcon have all kind of like got to know each other a little bit, but he's not friends with falcon so when falcon dies it's like yeah there's that guy he's one of the few people i know but yeah yeah uh this is the oh this is the moment um that we referenced earlier with sharon yeah! uh guys i'm covered in sharon the kid has hand sanitizer <laughs> probably my favorite line of the whole movie <laughs> Or movie, uh, show. Sure. Uh, 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 my thing was is, I, I the thing that bummed me out was that was that right off the bat you find out Doctor Strange is a zombie, and I was like, wait, if anybody was going to be fighting zombies and would be good at it, it would be Doctor Strange. He deals with the weird and bizarre. Yeah, it's kind of wild how many of our heroes fell to the zombie virus so quickly. Well, uh, I, I also think that it was done intentionally because, I mean, how many things can they stick Doctor Strange in? As far as I know, he's in like four or five of these what-ifs. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, he definitely pops up a lot. And and again, another great voice act, uh, actor uh, is, is Benedict Cumberbatch. He did a fantastic job. Also, cannot miss out the fact that Chadwick Boseman, once again, was in an episode of this. Oh, so yeah. So this series is going to be probably the last thing of his to get released i think i think that's they've gone on record saying that this is the last um chadwick boseman he's in, performance he's in, he's in five episodes of what if yeah and he turns credit. in such a fantastic performance for all of his episodes and i don't think it's just us being you know because it's uh being released um after his death his portrayal is always very honest it, it always feels like he's really in the moment so yeah yeah he's good in this episode uh he does pop up later uh in the episode because we realize that vision can cure the zombie virus with the mind stone um but instead of curing everyone he's uh he's been sort of feeding people to to wanda uh who is who is too powerful for the magic or not the magic but the mind stone to penetrate and save um it's a it's a it's a tight episode. It's very quick. Like we are dealing with the zombie apocalypse has obviously been around um, for a while. The reason we're able to sort of pick up in a way like where they're still they're in the midst of the apocalypse is because it, it is uh, basically starting with Banner being shot down from uh, from space uh, when um, Thanos attacks uh, Thor's or the um, the ship that was housing the refugee uh, as guardians. So you get that moment where, you know, Bruce is coming down and uh, he walks out into the apocalypse and it's, it's a really, it's a really quick episode. It goes quick. Uh, it ends in a way that is, uh, I, th I saw a lot of people saying like, Oh, it ends in a way where you could, you could do a sequel. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure they're implying that because of the zombie apocalypse and their ability to stop it, uh, it was already too late, and Thanos got 
zombie Thanos got all of the stones. And what would zombie Thanos want? He'd want everybody to be dead, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's over for them. Yeah, definitely. They and the, and the Watcher even says, like, oh, in Saving Earth, they ended the universe. And I think that's sort of been the the deal with all these what if episodes is that like um we're telling a the reason these what these scenarios don't work out is because they usually end in 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 just well not all of them end in in the worst thing uh, actually no a lot i was just trying to think of an example i was thinking of the t'challa as a star lord episode that one also ends with the end of the universe um yeah. so yeah it's it's tough to say but i really feel like all these episodes are like it's a cool what if story, but most of them end with the universe ending. So it's not, uh, it's not meant to be, um, Lou, I'll, I'll end this segment with one final Spider-Man clip and, and also combine with our, our favorite man, uh, Kirk. It was it Kirk or Kurt. I, I should know his name. Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. Uh, so this. No, oh no. I totally just jump scared you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It's just spider boy. Come on. Oh, a vision. You're a vision. <laughs> and here's the thing about um, I just realized about uh, Kurt and Spider Man is they never met, and they and they still could meet. Um, I, I feel like they're saving the Spider Man cameo for the Fantastic Four film, um, but I would love to see Spider Man alongside Ant Man. I feel like that would be a good pairing. Uh, I do too. Um, uh, I have. We really don't know much about the new Ant Man movie, so I would. Uh, it, it, for 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 Peter Parker to make a cameo, I can imagine he maybe he'll be in an after credits thing or something. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll have to see, and um, yeah, this is uh, this is probably until we get more Marvel zombies. This is probably going to be one of those few times where we uh, we talk Marvel. We actually get to talk about something that's that, that's not directly zombies. Exactly. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, we are going to conclude the show with one more discussion topic. As promised, we are going to wrap up the what felt like a two-parter, although um, from what I understand, and we'll get to this in a bit, uh, the end of episode two, season 11, also ended with a cliffhanger. But uh, let's roll the clip. I slipped. He saw, and he left me to die. Okay. So what? You're just admitting it? You tried to kill her. No. She was in trouble and I didn't help. There is a big difference. Jason, oh! who's gonna help you now? Who in here's got your back? Yeah, you don't need fingers to count that number. She was just talking about murdering me. Sooner rather than later. And yet somehow, I'm the big ol' asshole because I didn't risk my nuts for her. I have been a golden goddamn asset for every single one of you. You're gonna burn in hilltop that helped, huh? I killed Alpha. All right, so yeah, I was helpful. Because if I hadn't done that, every person you know, their skull would be on a spike. I'm not gonna play the, uh, the music because that was already a long clip, but it really felt like what is gonna set up so, this discussion. So big, big, big spoilery things first. We found out right after we recorded last week that Negan leaves her to die, so we were totally wrong. <laughs> and uh, and I'm okay with that because I feel like they redeemed it in this episode. Um, I had read somewhere where someone was someone on I forget what website someone was complaining about how Negan didn't learn his lesson. Negan's still a jerk. Uh, we're getting the old Negan back. Uh, and I didn't get that vibe from this at all. Like, like I think leaving her to die was the wrong call, but I think when she gets back with the group, she doesn't immediately throw Negan under the bus. She gets mad at him, but she's not, like, threatening to shoot him right then and there. And when they all get itchy trigger fingers, he makes the justification, hey... She was about to shoot. You guys were all about to string me up ten minutes ago. Well, that's why I didn't protect her. Why am I? Why should I stick my neck out for her if she wants me dead? And he makes a good point, enough of a point where it looks like a couple of them kind of go, eh, yeah, maybe, like whatnot. And then 
literally moments later, they have that kid banging on the door to the subway train, and Maggie makes the bad call to not open that door and let that kid in, because there's too many zombies out there, and they can't fight them all. And they have to watch that kid die. And Negan gives them a look like, hey, like, this is the, this is the exact same scenario I was just in with Maggie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, you said that you missed the last 10 minutes. Yeah, my PVR did not record the last 10 minutes, and, and normally that would not be an issue, but I I didn't watch the episode till right before we recorded, and I'm like, oh, shit. And the only way I could get to that last 10 minutes with my uh, AMC subscription is I can't fast-forward an on-demand version of the episode. I have to watch it all the way through. So I'll likely like have it playing in the background uh, until, I, until I get to that last 10 minutes. I did look up what what I missed, um, and uh, frankly, it, it kind of seemed like I could have I could have paint by numbers to get to the end there. Um, but you know, this our pre show discussion about the this Walking Dead episode is pretty much like, what is the Negan Maggie dynamic going to be? And it, my theory was basically like, okay, they've clearly been slowly building Negan up. Um, to kind of have him go from chaotic bad to more neutral. Uh, and then with Maggie, in a shorter, a much shorter amount of time, um, they've really taken her and transformed her in the other direction towards towards um, from good to neutral. Or in this case, I think they kind of went a little further and are making her out to be more of a, a bad person. Um, you know... Um. See, I'm not, I'm getting a different vibe from you, from from it than you are. Mm-hmm. My vibe is that Negan ha- is leaning more towards, you know, he's still Negan, you know. And if Maggie probably wasn't ready to murder him twenty minutes ago, he probably would have helped her. You know what I mean? That was the vibe I got. Is that if the, if 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 she hadn't just threatened to kill him. I think he would have reached out and pulled her in. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you, we are on the same page then, because I, I think that would dictate she, he's good. But I don't think she's leaning more evil. I think she's seeing the world a little bit more the way he did before he be before he started leaning good again. Uh, yeah. she's seeing the world, seeing the world a little more crazy. She hasn't gone full Negan. No, no, but no. she's leaning in that direction. You're. You're, uh, we're, we are, we are heading in the same direction. We're, I think we're just, uh, we're, we're missing each other. <laughs> just yeah, a little you, bit. You're, you're, you're referring to it as evil and I'm no, referring no, no. to her as just chaotic. I, I'm, I don't think she's gone evil. I think she's, uh, they're meeting in the middle. You know, you've got, you've got Negan. And, and I, and I think that I'm okay with it. Uh, I put off watching this episode because I found out we were wrong and he was going to leave Maggie for dead. And I was expecting like 10 more episodes of the drama of will Maggie and Negan kill each other? Will Maggie and Negan kill each other? And I think by the end of this episode, it's going to... We may get some tension like six, seven episodes down the road a little bit where they're going to butt heads on something. But... I don't think we're going to be having Maggie trying to kill him and him trying to kill her. I don't think that that's going to happen anymore. I think we're going to get more neutral answers where he's not going to tiptoe around her anymore. And I don't think she's going to want him tiptoeing around her anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there should very much be tension between these characters. He did kill her husband in a very brutal fashion. I don't, I don't think anyone, wants maggie to forgive negan no one forgives negan they've just they've learned to live with with those actions and he's learned to live with those actions and i think i i really do hope the show goes that direction i think this episode certainly shows that they're willing to try to even the scales a little bit because having maggie leave the show who is the the biggest um you know, advocate for basically killing Negan, uh, having her leave allows Negan as a character to kind of re- not redeem himself, but become more of a an asset and become a good person. And he basically says, like, you know, I've been 
I've been working. I've been I've been the you know uh, the golden goose. I killed uh, Alpha. Alpha. I did this. I did this, and I did that, and da, 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 da. and and he's right. Like they owe him a lot. I I I, I like. I know he did bad things, but I'd like to think over the years he's made up for some of it. Some of it. I mean. It's hard to say. Like Glenn was a beloved character. Like I don't think we should forgive him for what he did. But um, certainly, looking at his at his latest actions, I don't believe, and I believe a lot of characters don't believe this. Is I don't believe that he is going to just suddenly turn and become a super bad guy and try to kill someone. You know, because he has that chance. I think that that part of Negan uh, is behind him. Um, but the fact that he is honest when they call him on it, like you left her to die. And he's like, yeah, I did. Did you not hear? She wanted to murder me and she talked openly about it. So you wanted me to risk my neck to save her. Like the logic behind it is like, everyone still thinks the same thing of him. It's like, well, you're just, that's a really asshole thing to do. But I think later on, they all proceed to do the asshole thing to somebody else. Yeah, and let's talk about that, because I think when that happened, um, I'll admit I was kind of half-watching the episode as I was prepping for the show, but it really felt like they could have just opened that door, and I think maybe that's the point, is they could have... No, they couldn't have opened the door. The door was jammed on both sides, so they could have wasted their time knocking down that door where there were zombies, Mm. and, and they couldn't see the end of the zombies. The zombies coming in behind that kid were endless. Uh... We're we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about my one gripe about this episode, and that is, uh, the zombie stuff was dumb. Um, this is the the one time I'm gonna say this. What AMC made a really bad mistake with this episode. So, so the zombies come through the door. Uh, and I'm I'm sure that somebody is going to nitpick me and tell me I'm being too picky, but the zombies come through the door, starting with the kid who stabs himself that they left to die, and Gabriel shoots him, and like two other zombies with the shotgun, and he proceeds to pepper like like eight more zombies, and they show them fall to the ground, right? And the zombies keep coming through the door. But they're not walking over piles of the dead. They're just coming down a hallway. So where did all the dead bodies go when they fell to the ground? Like, if they were killing zombies, they'd have been piling up in front of the door. It would have made it harder for the zombies to come through the door. But that's not what we got. We got them all coming through the uh, through the door. And, like, it was... the Nobody moved. Like, it wasn't like they moved further down the car to get away from the zombies. When they do cut, they did a, they do a pullback shot at one point, and you see, like, three bodies on the floor, and I'm like, they've killed 20 of them! <laughs> I'm like, why are th- these zombies would be falling over the other zombies to get at them? Yeah. And it would make them easy, ta- easy pickings. Well, see, this is the thing, is that the, uh, okay, so I understand the door was jammed, they couldn't get it open, but, like, Man, they were having a pretty steep conversation with that guy that they could have tried. And I think that's I think that's where maybe critics were like, oh, man, they set up this specific scenario so that they could bring, you know, Negan and Maggie kind of to meet in the middle, like, you know, have him redeemed and have her sort of fall fall down a little bit. Totally. And I, yeah, I get it. It's 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 it could feel forced, but like in that moment, I'm like, no, I truly believe that that Maggie feels the best decision here is to leave him to die, even though he was part of her group, and and that that just goes to show that like this is a different Maggie. Like she's willing to sacrifice people for what she feels is the greater good. But I I personally feel like they could have tried to open that door. They tr- could have tried to get him in because at the end of the day they they have to take out all those zombies anyways and that that man that death where he like kills himself with a knife and like he's just like well if you're gonna leave me here i'm gonna make you feel as bad as possible and um it was gruesome like he he stabs himself twice he gets ripped apart and then comes back as a zombie um and they have to like kind of stare at him while they're trying to figure out what to do next and it's just it's brutal, man. And um it leads into this like 
story that maggie tells about like nah that's not a bad way to die you know hold my beer like i said i really 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 enjoyed this whole episode them in the train i liked the maggie dynamic i thought that that resolved the story in in a nice way i think i think we're gonna definitely not see as much drama going into the, the next few weeks between maggie and negan if anything i think we might get a buddy cop moment with them after this season fin- after the way the episode ends uh, like like i think we're going to get them tooling around together being like man we got to kill these uh, what are they called the reapers reapers yeah i i think they're going to get maggie and and, and 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 negan working together being like we got to kill these reapers damn these guys are badass like i think that that we're going to get a moment like that and i think that that's kind of what this show needs uh like i said my biggest worry going into the season was that we were going to get this maggie negan fight for the whole season and I don't think we're going to get Maggie and Negan ever getting along like buddies. Like, they're never going to be friends. But I think we're going to get that, you know, he's working on redemption and she's got to learn to let him be. You know what I mean? And 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 I and she doesn't have to like him, but she doesn't have to openly want him murdered. That's yeah. not going to accomplish anything. They, they, they have to coexist because yeah. they, um, that is... That is survival, you know, like there yeah. are worse people out there and um yeah, yeah. so and, and and I also want to say that we discussed it pre-show. I was really confused about her story <laughs> with her and Herschel finding some guy that was gonna offer them food and help them and then he was actually a monster. Um because she kept talking about Herschel and I forgot her son's name was Herschel and I kept thinking about wow, this must have been before they ran into Rick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was a that story was like it it was supposed to I think signify like oh yeah she's she's uh, seen some shit and it was a really I'm glad we got to hear the story and they didn't portray it. Um, yeah, if they had shown us that story, I kind of would have been mad. Yeah, it's it's pretty gruesome and it's like it's gruesome. It's gruesome and it reminded me of one of the episodes from um, the Walking Dead game with. Oh yeah, Clementine. Yeah. yeah. Which in the first, it's like the second chapter of the first game where you run into cannibals that are eating people, and and uh, and 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 I was I was kind of like it's going in the same vein except turning the dial to eleven and making it even worse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm glad we're getting this as a story. If they had portrayed this as a whole episode. I think it would have turned a lot of stomachs. It's it was too much, and I get like the story serves its purpose, and it it, it severely like just screws everybody up in in the room. But uh, to, I would not want to. Yeah, watch it, it. even Negan makes a comment like "whoo we," and it's like like even Negan's like that's some dark crap, and you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. even yeah. Negan, even Negan knows what this is, knows that this is bad. Yeah, and I mean, for those at home, there's a whole other half to this episode with the Commonwealth. Uh, it, uh, you know, it's it's moving slowly. I obviously missed, I think, the last 10 minutes of the episode, so I think I'm missing the key part. All you missed was slowly they leave Eugene in a hallway, and they keep taking away his friends one by one by one by one by one, and they don't bring them back, and you can see he's... A nervous Nelly anyway, mm-hmm. but he's like on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Like you can see that his brain, he is like literally like they've taken, they, nobody will tell him where his friends are. He's like, he's like practically crying and they finally bring him into a room and it's that same guy that sits down with the notepad and starts taking notes and it's the guy, the guard in the red, the, the red outfit, the red uniform. I can't remember that character's Mercer. name. Mercer. Mercer. It's Mercer, and Mercer proceeds to tell him, I, I can tell if you're lying, son. Just answer me two questions and you can go. And his first question was, how big is, like, how big is your group and where are you located? And how did you get in touch with, how did you find out about the train yard? And so he proceeds to tell the story about the train yard and how he betrayed all his friends. They all thought that they were coming there for help. And that he portrayed his community as much larger than it was. And he tells this whole sob story while he's practically sobbing himself. And afterwards, Mercer goes, okay, you can go now. And he they escort him out of the room, down the hallway, open up a door, and boom, there's everybody. In like, a, it, like they open up a train car, and there's everybody waiting for him. 
And like he's crying and happy and he hugs everybody. And Mercer's like, yep, we've now vetted you all. You've all made it through the process. And uh, welcome to the Commonwealth. You can apply for citizenship. Hmm. And they're like, what? And then he turns around and he looks at Mercer and he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, Eugene, there's somebody here to see you. And it's the girl from the other end of the phone. Oh, Stephanie. And she goes, I'm it's Stephanie. And she goes, is Eugene here? And he looks at her. She looks at him. And, like, you can see, like, this look on their face like they were looking to talk to each other. And then Mercer opens up the, the train car and it's, like, about to show us the Commonwealth. And then it fades to black. Oh, cool. That's all you that's all you missed. Okay. Well, that's that's fine. Um I I I I did uh I did find one piece of dialogue uh uh for the Commonwealth side of this thing that I thought was very good. Do you have toilet paper? Well, shit. I'm excited. Where princess says she needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Do they have toilet she, paper? They they let her go to the bathroom and then they never bring her back to Eugene. Yeah, I I got that far for sure. Where they, I think Ezekiel was already gone. And I think they one by one decided they were going to keep them because of various reasons. I think Eugene was the loose cannon. Well, I feel like Eugene was. It's kind of weird because I feel like if they're introducing her to Stephanie like right off the bat, uh, as soon as they vet him, it's almost like Eugene was probably. No, you're probably right. They probably wanted to make sure like. To see how far they could push him, to see what he would do. I don't know. See how nervous and crazy acting he got the longer they were there? They were probably looking at him and being like, he's a nut job. What did we bring here? Mm -hmm. And I think they wanted to verify he was who he said he was. Yeah. But Ezekiel and uh, uh, Yumiko, I believe they... Yeah. I, I did see the scene where Yumiko was, um, was basically lawyering them. And I thought that was really a really well done scene. Of all the stuff involving the Commonwealth, that was my favorite scene. I was like, wow, she just took these people and knocked them down a page. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Um, and I, I now have this forever and ever. It's a hot take. So anytime someone has a, a really strong opinion, I can just do this. It's a hot take. Well, so. I, I mean, I, I won't lie. After I've watched this episode, uh, I, I have not watched ahead because I'm going to let them back. Be I like to watch them in groups of like five or six episodes at a time. And um, after I watched this episode, I was half tempted to keep watching. And yeah. that does not happen with this show for me. I have to let them build up the five or six episodes because I hate the cliffhanger endings. Yeah. Um, and and I won't lie. The, these Reaper people, are uh, they seem scarier to me than the Commonwealth. Even though I know that I could tell immediately with the commonwealth why they're going to be the bad guys yeah yeah i uh I, i'm really i'm really look i i agree with you like i think the reason i held off on this episode was because of the ending and uh full disclosure we did, like you said we looked it up after we finished recording and we were just so bummed well there was news articles immediately after we were finished recording that was like that was like oh and so negan leaves her to die and i was like Oh yeah, and we didn't read much further. We didn't want to spoil it. It was just like that headline of like, yeah, Negan left her to die. He didn't come back with like a broom handle or something to save her. Um, so that was that was a bit of a bummer. Uh, so I'm glad I'm back in. I really did enjoy this episode. Uh, we will obviously continue to talk about The Walking Dead as it's a big deal. We're heading into basically Walking Dead season. Um, so as for what's coming up on Zamp, uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about Night of the Living Dead, the 1990 version. So both Lou and I have watched it. We've got some fun audio clips, and we'll discuss that, uh, that remake. Um, and as I said earlier, more Walking Dead. We got Walking Dead. We got Fear the Walking Dead. We got the Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, not far off. So October, those all kick off. There is a little piece of news about Fear the Walking Dead that I think everybody should know. Uh, the showrunners have said that that nuclear explosion explosion is going to change all of the Walking Dead universe. Oh, interesting! It's gonna it's going to affect all the shows. Well, there we go. It'll be. Interesting and I, to I see. was like, I was like, oh, good. That that that's a ballsy move. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out as we move forward. And, oh, you know, we already mentioned a little game called Back for Blood. So lots of fun stuff on the horizon. 
Lou, before we head out here, I did want to uh, address an email we got from uh, a listener. This is an email from Kieran. Hello, I am the host of the podcast Eerie Earth. Uh, I recently released an audio drama called The Fallen, which is about a zombie apocalypse in Edinburgh. It is a mixture of immersive storytelling and great voice acting, and he provided a a Spotify link to his uh, audio drama. And the reason I included this is I I actually checked it out. I listened to a couple episodes. Um, At the time when I did check it out, there was only a couple out, but I believe believe if I click through this link, you'll probably see that all of it is there because uh, this email has been sitting in the inbox for a while as I I try to find a a good time to... uh, to chat about it um right we've now had a lot of episodes run really long and so we've been skipping reader email so. yeah so as of right now there are 10 episodes up for the fallen you can check it out uh as we said it's based in edinburgh so there's some great voice acting uh with some awesome accents uh scottish accents and the like um i think that the uh narrator is really good um, the voice and sound effects are really well done. It's edited and presented uh, quite well throughout as an audio drama. So if you're into audio dramas and you're looking for a zombie uh, version of that, definitely check out uh, F- The Fallen uh, on Spotify and other podcast catchers. Um, Lou, uh, I also want to reiterate our Extra Life promotion. If you donate $15 and you can suggest a zombie film for us to watch, you can stack those donations. And if you go over 50 bucks, we will do an audio commentary of one of your picks. You can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan to donate. And the earlier you do so, uh, the the sooner we will watch your zombie film. Um, Be sure to include those in the donation comment. Uh, you can also hit up our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. You can go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast to support the show directly. And uh, also, you can find us on the web, zombies ate my podcast.com. Email us info at zombies ate my podcast.com, just like Kieran did. You can find find us on Twitter, Facebook. And uh, while you're on Twitter, you can follow me at R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. I want to give a shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork, our lovely album art, and uh, some of our website stuff as well. Uh, you can find his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, I've been talking so much. End the show. End the show with something, some pearl of wisdom. If you don't subscribe to Shudder, they should really sponsor us because I, I, I would love to talk about them more. Yeah. It's a hot take. 